Hi, I'm Kristen. And I'm Mike. And we're lost in the Sunnydale Stacks. This is the Sunnydale Stacks, where every other week we immerse ourselves in the world of Sunnydale, California and review two episodes of Buffy the Vampire Slayer. This week, we're dusting off no place like home and family. We have a stacker question this week from Erica. Yep. Erica asks if you could switch out a character from a Buffyverse show and put in another character from a different show played by the same actor, which character would it be? Oh, God. This was like the hardest question we've ever had. It really was. Because I had to think of like what, what people have ever been on another show and then, like, would that be a character that would be interesting in the show? And, like, I kept thinking of ones that was like, oh, okay, so this person wasn't this, but why would I replace them? That would be mm-hmm. terrible to replace somebody with, you know. I just want Willow. I don't want another Allison Hannigan. This, it's a, this is one of those things also that when someone when I, like, read this question, all of a sudden I forget any other TV show that's ever existed. Yeah. Like, it's just just because that's... It's like, there's Andy Griffith's show, Manimal, Buffy. That's all I can remember. Clearly Gilligan. <laughs> And then, so I also had a, like a, like I was coming at this a different ways where there's like, mm. who would fit in well? But then there's also like, well, who wouldn't fit in well? And that would be kind of interesting too. Yeah. Uh, so the one I finally ended up on is a little bit of a cheat because it's like, so she was only an, on for one episode, but it's still, she was on a, a different TV show and it's a character who has potential to be on that show again. Uh, but there's an episode of the first season of Supergirl. Where Emma Caulfield played like a, uh, I forget which agency, but like a, a government agent that was kind of having to deal with the alien threat. I thought might be interesting. Swap out, uh, uh, Anya for that character and then have almost kind of like a hunted by the government aspect, kind of like a better version of initiative stuff where it's like there's one agent who's kind of on Buffy's tail in some way. Mm. Um, and, and trying to like prevent her from doing stuff, kind of like how, the school and police were in the first couple seasons a couple times. Kind of like that kind of element gotcha. could be interesting to have in the show. Although I do hate to lose Anya. It was tough. Okay, so I guess I'm misreading this question where I was just like oh. any other character from any other show and then put it into a Buffy first oh, show. I completely misinterpreted that. Thing. Or maybe I maybe I misinterpreted it and you've got it right. Because uh, Erica gave us the, the example of um, Root from Person of Interest. Okay. And I don't know who that is and I've never seen that show. So is that... Is that played by a character? I don't remember. I know an actor that in the Buffyverse. I feel like I've seen um, Amy Acker on Person of Interest mm. in the background, so I'm assuming that's the character. But I oh. honestly don't know. I've I only watched a couple episodes of Person of Interest. It seems like a good show, but okay, not an avid person. Well, so I if I if I'm breaking the rules, okay, I had a number of answers in terms of like who would fit in well and like just mm-hmm. kind of see, blendlessly seem into the show. I immediately. You said blendlessly semen. Seamlessly blend. <laughs> but I guess they kind of blendlessly seem. Sure. They seem like they're into it. They're and well, it's not even a blend. Same. It's just they're. Yeah. Uh, I, I immediately went to iZombie. Okay. Uh, because I, th- I think Liv would fit in very well with oh, the Oh, yeah. Scoobies. And then you have a zombie character. Yeah. You had the werewolf zombies. and now you have the zombie. That's uh, a good choice. And her her quirkiness and sense of humor i think would fit in well mm-hmm. i also really want to watch ravi interact with giles Ooh. the two brits 
Like the two yeah. just kind of like semi funny, semi stuffy, semi nerdy Brits. Yeah. I can see them in a, in similar to Wes and Giles, but mm-hmm. in a different way. I feel like like Ravi would uh, would want to impress Giles and Giles would just be like not interested. Right. Yeah. That's that's how I imagine that that going going down. Um so in, also in terms of like just seamlessly blending mm-hmm. Garfunkel and Oats. <laughs> right? They just <laughs> They would just so be they're there. Characters on their TV show, right? Not just the musical act, right? Okay. No, the characters on their okay. TV show. I just, I can just see them just being awkward with a ukulele <laughs> in Sunny Jail. It would work. <laughs> just kind of hanging out. Yeah. Okay. They're part of the that. coven, but like they're just kind of weird about it. <laughs> they're not very good witches, but they're like fun to hang out with. Yeah. yeah. Cast spells with that ukulele, you know. Oh, okay. And then like this is one that I was just I was excited to see them interact with specifically because mm-hmm. she wouldn't fit in well is the mom from arrested development <laughs> right yeah jessica walters yeah yeah okay. no i just love her and i want to be see her be terrible to everyone in that like i want her to be the bad guy mm-hmm. and then everyone just be like flabbergasted at how bitchy her comments are <laughs> I'm like, I don't. And I want to, can't you see her interacting with Giles and Giles mm-hmm. just being like, I, this woman, I can't, I can't with this woman. <laughs> okay. Well, in, in that version of the, the question where it's just somebody, not, not somebody from the Whedonverse, but uh, somebody who's completely uh, alien. I think the great gazoo from Flintstones. Lovely. Yeah. <laughs> no, totally. Um, in a tense. very similar position. Mm-hmm. I, my, my, Favorite answer here is Saul Goodman from Better Call Saul. Ooh, yeah, I could see that. Right? Yeah. He just, yeah. They need they need a shifty lawyer in there. Yeah, he'd be like the shifty lawyer, but for like demons. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah. I mean, kind of Wolf from an heart, but like yeah. in in like the incompetent, yeah, but, but like, like not yeah. super evil, just really shady. Mm-hmm. Kind of kind of on like a Willie's level, where yes. he deals with a lot of the yes. different demons doing their legal work. I want this to be a thing, Mike. <laughs> oh, that would be wonderful. I think we solved it. There we go. That's it. it. That's the one. Now let's head into the Sunnydale stacks and open the books on No Place Like Home. Monk feet. Monk feet. This is two months ago, which is really important because otherwise you'd be like, this is two centuries ago. Mm, yeah, yeah. Because there's nothing to really indicate that it's not ancient by their, their dress and surroundings. Right. Yeah. yeah. Um. So it's the monks are running. They're doing a spell. A binding thing they're trying or something. Sure. Or maybe they're doing the dawn spell. But Oh, it that is like, the dawn. That's what it is. But like, I feel like that should have been more involved. They can't just do it like. Quick. That's, I mean, that's, yeah, that would be, that seems like a very important like, big spell. And this, they're just like, just sit down and say these words. Yeah. Maybe it's like a multi-step spell. And this is just like the, the last, you know, pair of initials you need on the contract to yeah. make it official. This is just, it's just a formality. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they're, this, you know, they're talking about they could die, but that's okay. Mm-hmm. It's a willing sacrifice to protect yeah. the key. Mm-hmm. And then Great you've got MacGuffin name, the key, the key. And then you've got this, you know, intense pounding at the door that, you know, this yeah. big, scary thing is coming. Another time this season. I don't know why this season just keeps reminding me. Reminded me a lot of the beginning of Monster Squad. Mm. When there's like the pounding on the big uh, wooden door. We also have every vaguely like 
Slavic Eastern European actor is the monk. Like I recognize all of them from just being a million different guys. Oh, I didn't TV. recognize any of them. Yeah, like um, the one guy who looks a little puffier there. It looks like he's he's gotten in better shape. Was just on Shameless for a while as like mm. this uh, Russian father uh, character. And I recognize at least two of them as being like Russian mob leaders and different things. Yeah, so I assume that these characters were Italian. Did I make that up? It's very possible. Okay. I guess the guy's accent in this episode could be Italian. I couldn't tell. Okay. It sounded definitely somewhere in Europe-ish. Sure. I thought Italian um, maybe because weren't the, the monks that cursed Moloch into the book Italian? So all monks are Italian? This yes. is kind of a, a crude stereotype, yes. Kristen. No, I'm I'm pretty racist against monks. Hashtag not all monks. <laughs> uh, so we're, Buffy is fighting a giant vamp. In the mm-hmm. parking lot. Some good repartee about mm-hmm. unresolved anger issues. Yeah. And it's nice to just see like a different variety of vamp. It's not just some dude in a suit in the cemetery. Sure. And he's enormous. Yeah. So it's, you know, it's it's pretty cool to see Buffy fight this, you know, mm-hmm. enormous dude. And she's this tiny girl. I wonder if he was trying to go to that rave that was the last night. I mean, that would be that would the prime place to feed as a vamp, mm-hmm. wouldn't yeah. you think? Cause, I mean, oh, like, everyone's like drugged. Out. Although maybe you don't want drugged people. Unless you're trying to get high. Yeah. I don't know what effect it would have on you. It's in their blood. Yeah. So I, 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 think I imagine you get a little... The same way that Spike talked about feeding a flower person. Okay. Yeah. 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 I, I think that would be a major party for vamps because easy pickings. Mm-hmm. Get a nice little get, high. Kind of blazed. Lots of people. Although you wouldn't want to go partying until the break of dawn because that uh, would kill you. Yeah. No, definitely have a safe spot mm-hmm. after the party. A uh, security card comes up and hands her a glow ball. Yep. It's a tea light, I'm pretty sure. And it's I'm, it's a paperweight. It's a bocce ball. It's I've definitely, I think, seen like a dog toy that looked like that. <laughs> Doesn't it kind of look like I kind of want to touch it. There's mm-hmm. something about it that I'm like, not because it's glowy, but I just I need to know the texture of yeah, it. It looks like almost kind of the, the texture when you, you, you blop on rubber cement onto something. Sure. I feel like it's it's kind of soft but firm plasticky rubber yeah they like when they're touching it at no point does anyone like squeeze it and it yeah. squishes but i think it squishes i want it to squish i think it's a dog toy that that like you know behind the scenes the director's like it's gonna be tempting to squish it but don't squish it Maybe it's like a stress ball yeah that yeah uh so we don't know where that came from but he just picks it up and she's like yeah thanks i mean yeah. her reaction is super obvious that she doesn't know what this is and wouldn't she just be yeah. like oh that's not your give that back that's stealing yeah, he he seems like he's not he's not very into the he job. He doesn't care. He's straight up just like, I mean, if it were up to me, I'd let you guys rave all night. Yeah. It's not that anyone's ever died from Odin at a rave or trespassing. Oh, now who's the Puritan? I mean, raves can be dangerous. I'm just saying, if you want to OD, that's your right. Uh, you don't want them doing drugs at all, but if you do do drugs, Mike wants you to OD. If you want to. If you I'm want saying, Okay. If you're over 21. Uh, so Buffy made her sick mom this really awesome breakfast mm-hmm. uh, that Dawn takes credit for. Damn it, Dawn. I just, they, they don't want me to like her. It really, it does feel like that. And I think we'll talk about this next episode, but it seems like, did everyone on, else on the staff just hate this character? Is that how they're writing it? Do they not want this character to exist? Everyone had a really terrible younger sibling. Mm-hmm. And they're like, what is the worst thing my younger sibling did? this this is i'm gonna write mm-hmm. that in there like okay but 
Yeah, your audience still probably should like her if you want Buffy to protect her later on. Yeah, it's and versus it's, the rest of us being like, dude, just let her go. And it's again that thing of not that it's unrealistic or that there aren't sibling relationships like it, but when you're introducing a new character, you want to make them likable, or mm-hmm. if you're going to make them hateable, make that on purpose. It seems like they're incidentally making an unlikable character. Well, and the thing about sibling relationships is it's kind of complicated, right? Yeah. Because you're always going to fight as siblings there's always going to be this kind of like bratty repartee and doesn't matter how old you get you're still going to have this back and forth but it's always based in love you know what i mean like no matter how much you know your Mm -hmm. sibling pisses you off there's still we grew up together and i love you and you're kind of part of me and we have so much in common that like this that's what's missing here yeah it doesn't it and it's weird, too, because, again, in the next episode, it feels like that should be a necessary thing that they feel this lifelong connection of being siblings. And it feels more almost like almost like they're step-siblings or something. Right. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. Which, I mean, I, if you want to get real headcanony and revisionist history on this, maybe you can say that's Buffy's, like, slayer instincts kicking in. I think that's not true, but if if that makes you feel better... You could maybe use that as an excuse. And I don't think you can blame actor chemistry because, no. like, SMG is the one that got Michelle Trachtenberg this job. Yeah. She's the one that said to Joss, like, hey, you got to mm-hmm. check out Michelle Trachtenberg. Yeah. She's great. So it's, I think it's the writing that they, they were so focused on making this annoying sibling. They really missed out on the, like, sibling relationship. Yeah. Thing. And, and maybe it would have read a little differently because, again, the first couple episodes were written with a younger character in mind. But it's a, it's a problem throughout the season, so I don't think yeah. that's solely to blame. Uh, so the doctor still can't figure out the source of Joyce's headaches. Jealousy here. You know, Joyce has cute nicknames for Dawn, mm-hmm. called her Pumpkin Belly, yeah. and um, Buffy just gets sarcasm. I read one website which tried to say, but occasionally Joyce does call Buffy sleepyhead. That's just what you say when somebody's like sleeping. Right. Yeah, that's, not, that's a not a nickname. That would be a horrible nickname to give somebody, unless they're like a heroin addict. Have we talked about nicknames? Did your mom have nicknames for you? Not really. Nothing like consistently. Not like my special little guy or anything like that. I mean, I guess she does occasionally call me her baby because I'm the youngest of three mm. by over a decade. <laughs> so it makes sense. But that's probably as close as I get to a, a familial. Well, when I was young, it wasn't my mom. My brother called me Fwomp for a while. Fwomp? Fwomp. 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 Um, you know, the, from the English swamp. Uh, <laughs> and that was basically just because when I was, I don't know, three or four, I just came into the kitchen once where he was like, I don't know, eating lunch. And from the way I remember it, I think I was just in shoes and tidy whities And I just came up like an old Western sheriff, put my feet on the floor, bump, bump, and just went, thwomp, and walked away. So if that's all I needed to tell him, thwomp. Fwomp. You were going to make it happen like fetch. Yeah. <laughs> it was really a dead And it, it worked for a while. I, was, I remember being called Fwomp for a while. Nice. And so I probably was like, can I be called by a human name? When I was little, I was really into um, middle names, like mm-hmm. asking people their middle names. And then like the idea of if your initials would spell out something was fascinating to me for a little mm-hmm. bit. So I remember at one point, you know, learning people's middle mm-hmm. names and going to my mom and being like, what's my middle name? Um, at this point, she 
only ever called me by mm-hmm. her nickname for me. So she's like, oh, your middle name is Schnookums. That's why I call you that. <laughs> but I believed her yep. for the longest time and really thought my middle name was Schnookums, which eventually became Snooky, which is no longer cute because of Jersey Shore. I think that maybe enough time's passed. Maybe a little bit. Yeah. Uh, and then like, and then my dad calls me Turkey. So every Thanksgiving, it's this huge joke about, oh, we're going to put Kristen in the oven. Until one year. It's not a joke. <laughs> right. Don't piss off your family, Kristen. They're going to eat you. <laughs> Can't drink too much on Thanksgiving. I need to have my wits about me. <laughs> just keep like a fork stash in your sleeve. Just in case. <laughs> I mean, I have a steak. I could do that. <laughs> I did. I don't know why we're on a Buffy podcast. I did think like a cut of beef. A cut of beef? Like a steak. Oh. <laughs> I was just like, I've got a snake up my arm. So I'll be like, oh, don't you want this instead? That would work on me. I'd be like, yes, I I, I would oh, probably. Okay. That's I'll, I'll exchange steak for murder. I was going to cannibalize my own daughter, but. <laughs> <laughs> that probably would work in my family. We like steak in my family. But, uh, and more than cannibalism, which is nice. Yeah, it's definitely, pre- preferably humans gamey, you know, and unless they're like really in shape, it's pretty. I don't want. I feel it. like in shape might be worse. Be tough. You, you want the fatty. Tissue. Yeah, that's. I mean, they do fatten up like cows, yeah. right? They want that. Yeah. All right. Well, then Americans would be great because we are oh, fat. Oh, it's gonna be great. <laughs> the zombie apocalypse, man. We are in the right place, especially Chicago. This is a fat city. We stuff everything. That's the only reason I live here. In case of the zombie apocalypse, prime eating here. <laughs> You've got a very odd plan. <laughs> Buffy goes to Giles' grand opening at the music box. The wizard costume. I love that there is not, except for when Willow comes in later and asks about it, there's not a single line of dialogue about it. It's just a silent shot. It's just there. And then he just takes it off. Well, and I also like the fact that he's he stands there for the longest mm-hmm. time, and it's not like he's, his, you know, he's his eyes are darting around because he's, like, embarrassed. Yeah. He's just straight up like, yes. This is awesome, right? Yeah. What's, what do you need? You're just, what? Like, I guess it's not. <laughs> <laughs> so there's no customers over there. I love, love the line when she goes, soon you'll be making money hand over fist. And then you, she doesn't say anything, but you just see her putting her hand over her fist, just trying to figure out that saying. I love it. I love the subtlety of just, while Giles is talking, just, that, what does that, why, why What's is that paper going? covers rock. Is that what that means? No. Okay. Why would that be? I don't, I mean, what does hand over fist mean, really? Stackers, let us know. Do our linguistics, hand, linguistics research. Hand over fist. Because if you got a fist full of money. You're keeping you, your hand on it. Wait, or maybe, maybe it's like a poker thing where if you have so much money, you have to like put your fist on your money and then put your hand over it to like, nobody take this just, money. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe it's just a, a measurement, like you have four fingers of whiskey. Okay. You have a fist stacks, and a hand over it. Stacks of cash, yeah. yeah. All right. I'm going with that one. Yeah, sure. Done. Buffy asks the Scoobies uh, what they think about the glowy orb. Mm. I do like that. It, well, it does appear to be paranormal in origin. How do you know? Well, it's so, so shiny. shiny. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. If he ever went to a disco, he'd think it was some kind of demon den. Yeah, right? Giles was at that rave, and he didn't. He didn't like what he saw. He just pulled out a cross and started waving it around. Everyone's like, oh, God, one of these, you know, religious nuts. He got a bad batch. Uh, what? Why? 
Why did I get that look? Let's go drink some water. Okay. Uh, so Riley can't patrol, or Buffy doesn't want him to yeah. patrol, so says Dawn. Damn it, Dawn. <sighs> Again, I mean, that is a very little little sibling thing to do yeah. about like, oh, that thing that you said in confidence, you're blathering mm-hmm. out. But here's the thing. She's too old to be doing this. Yeah. And well, especially with like being so oblivious about it afterwards, like what? What? Yeah. Like if you were what? doing it to be bitchy, then yeah. it'd be like, what? You mm-hmm. said it. Yeah. Mm. Or like I could see you accidentally blurting it out and then being like, oh, but she doesn't do that. She's like. I don't understand why this could possibly be yeah. an issue. So again, age, if she were younger, yeah, fine. And again, if you want me to like her, stop writing her this way. Big spaz. Uh, she does say he's all cute when he's all weak and ke- kidney. Not an issue for Riley. He is not bugged by that at all. Doesn't nope. cause him to do anything weird in the next couple episodes. Here's the thing about Riley and his issues, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, so he he's not super strong. Mm-hmm. Got it. He's still stronger than like 90% of males. And has more training than most people. Yeah. I mean, like, he's he's not only like, well, I mean, he's not only like a strong dude. Mm-hmm. He's a strong dude for the army, yeah. which is a group of strong dudes. Exactly. It's like... Batman being jealous of Superman. And it's like, yeah, you don't have the the super strength and the flying, but you're you're still Batman. Yeah, yeah, you're still like really I mean like but Riley next to Xander. Like yeah. Riley could still like oh, yeah. crush Xander. He, he knocked Xander out with one punch. Just because you're not number 1 yeah. doesn't mean you're nothing. Yeah, and it's it's this weird thing where it's like I know he defines himself largely by his abilities as like the strong fighter guy. That's how he kind of like that's what he puts a lot of his self esteem in. But it, it seems really silly that he can't just be okay being very very good, not being the best. It seems weird. Yeah, I mean, part of me gets it because that's definitely like my personality a mm-hmm. lot of the times like if i if i didn't do something perfectly or if yeah. whatever then it's not good enough and like mm-hmm. and i'll get down on myself and like yeah. I, you know didn't slay enough vampires that that but i don't use it as an excuse for misogyny so yeah you don't you don't try to like i don't know you don't ruin relationships because of it i hope not. try not to yeah buffy and dawn get home and find joyce in intense pain well nothing sad will come of this yeah, I hate to I I hate to sound like a callous asshole. Mm. I hate this storyline. Ooh, it's just because it's a bummer. It's yeah. just such a bummer. Mm-hmm. I th- I think that's it. I think it's yeah. just like God damn it. I know where this is going, and I just I just want to talk about vampires. Well, and that's the thing is I don't think when you first watch it, it's that much of a bummer because spoilers, you don't know that it's leading to what it's leading to, uh, but. Yeah, on repeat viewing, it's just such a bummer. It's really heavy foreshadowing of, yeah. This is also, I mean, again, I'm going to sound like a callous asshole. They come home and Joyce is reclining on the couch Mm -hmm. with maybe like a hand held to her head. And it's been like, Mom, what's wrong? Like, okay, but I mean, chill, because she's just laying on the couch. This is me like every day after work. Mm -hmm. So I have your hand up to your head. (sighs) Oh, what a day it has been. <laughs> Bring Please. me a sherry. Oh. Fetch me my fainting fan. 
I just think that I just think it's weird that it's like yeah. she's not like on the floor. Mm-hmm. Then I'd be like, whoa, what the hell? Yeah. But the fact that yeah, on the couch you'd be like, oh, mom, you okay? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Tired, yeah. taking yeah. a nap, watching the TV. So Buffy runs to the hospital pharmacy to fill her mom's pain meds and finds Doctor Ben. Oh yeah, Ben, the, the man nurse. He's sure a character. Yep, non-person yet. I mean, I will like him later, but at this yeah. point, it's just, it seems like they're setting him up to be a significant other, because mm-hmm. I feel like anytime they, oh, like, yeah. casually introduce an attractive male in mm-hmm. Buffy's life who's overly super nice, yep. I'm like, so this is going to be the boyfriend this season. Exactly. And so, it's and it, it's especially weird, too, because I don't think it's super evident that uh, Riley is on the way out. Uh, so it's, it's like very special, like, oh, I, I guess Riley either isn't going to last, but there's going to be a weird, I feel like the way they're introducing tension, you're Mm -hmm. like, and like you're introducing tension with the current boyfriend, things Mm -hmm. aren't going well there. And then you introduce new attractive personality list male that you're like, okay, yeah, you're on your way out. This is the new one. That's not what happens. It's a what? it's a trick. It's a trap. The security guard is there, the one she ran into in the parking lot, but mm-hmm. said now he's all crazy. Oh, it's good crazy acting. It is very good. Uh, he tells Buffy that the meds will do nothing, that they're going to come at her through her family, which anyone else would take as crazy rambling, but she takes as mystical. Yeah. Who? So, something's happening. Back to the monk, but this time he's at a factory. Mm-hmm. Is this the same place where Buffy found the glowy orb? Yeah. Okay, great. Yeah, Yeah, good. I'm guessing he just dropped it on his way in or something. Sure, that seems like an important thing that you don't want to drop. I guess monk's robes, maybe they just have bad pockets. He's got a hole in it. Yeah. Yeah. He's got got more important things to worry about than his... um, Wand? What what hand motion do you do in there? (laughs) Sewing. Knitting? Crochet? There's a a word I'm thinking of that I can't... Mending. Ah, okay. Mending, Mike. Mike. Oh, is that my new nickname? Mending Mike? Mending Mike. Just working on this pocket here. <laughs> I actually did sew a pocket a couple days ago. So you're not wrong. There you go. Yeah. It's better than me. I duct taped mine. <laughs> I just, yeah, I don't have time. I don't have time for that crap. Are you, do you duct tape, tape, tape it like? On the inside. Okay. So like where you put your hand in or from like you get up under it somehow? When you put your hand in the pocket, the mm-hmm. other side, so that it mends right. the hole. All right. I That's usually true. do my own. Like, I actually hem all my pants because mm-hmm. I'm short. Um, so I very, on an early at an early age, had to learn to do my own mending because mm-hmm. I had to adjust my clothes for shortness. Um, but I'm just busy right now. Okay, Mike? Oh, sorry. Stop judging my lack of mending. That's mending Mike's way. <laughs> we'll be right back. <laughs> Uh, so the pounding on the giant metal door, he doesn't even hide. He just stands there. I mean, it's just a hide. Don't make it easy for her. I mean, I get, but I feel like he knows, like, I'm not going to get away from her this time. But if you hit, like, she doesn't have x-ray vision. Yeah, but I mean. Can she, does she have super smell? Probably. The door bursts in and it's a lady in red. Are you going to stand by that? Yep. Committing to that? Lady in red. That's what we're going to do every time she's on screen. Oof, okay. It's going to be a long season, guys. Yeah. <laughs> we can't make things good too good on them. We got rid of Adam, so we have to find something out. <laughs> uh, 
Uh, I think I, I wonder if when I first saw this, if I would have thought she was another Slayer. Yeah. I don't remember. I don't know. I don't know. I feel like she's too strong. Though. Yeah, she does seem stronger than Buffy. But it could be some weird thing where she's like an evil slayer who like, you know, through evil can somehow be stronger. Sure. Yeah. Feeds on the energy of her victims. Enter Claire Kramer as Glory. Yay. She is she is beautiful. Yeah, she is she, just beautiful. Yeah. She she looks lovely. Working those heels, that red dress, lady in red, again. She's so well-dressed. And that, I mean, I, oh, I immediately thought of this deck question we had before of like, you know, mm-hmm. who would you want to dress as in the Buffyverse? And like, if heels weren't so goddamn uncomfortable, yeah. like, this girl always has it going on. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Giles got some customers. Yay. Did you notice the sign that said shoplifters will be transfigured? Mm-hmm. Love it. That's no. the first time I noticed that. Uh, th- did you know, uh, notice, uh, when Hadia is talking about the like demon that produces the powder that I think she's supposed to say sheds it. Yeah. But it sounds a lot like shits it. Oh no, I heard shed. It Did sounds a lot like shits though. I, I, I think maybe clean your ears. Uh, what was that? <laughs> uh, so Buffy tells the Scoobies about the crazy guy and mm-hmm. what he said about coming through your family. Where is Xander at this point? I mean, we are a good halfway through the episode, and all the Scoobies are together except for him. Formaning around. Formaning? Okay. Like, you put that beam over there. You hammer that nail. I don't think he's a foreman yet. I think he's just now full-time construction person. You listen to the foreman over there. I'm going to nail this hammer. He's a brown-nosing construction guy. (laughs) Back at the factory, Glory is feeling sorry for herself. Her hostage is being so selfish Aww. by not giving her the key. What I mean, a mean monk. It, he kind of is. She has a point. It's. I mean, just give her her key, you mm-hmm. jerk. And speak American. But I mean, go go for the monk that he's like mm-hmm. not withstanding or that he is withstanding yeah. torture and, mm-hmm. you know, not, not giving it up. It's some good mm-hmm. willpower. Um, Glory goes crazy. And she's yep. very good at this. Mm-hmm. And she sneaks in a little uh, Miss Muffet reference. Yes, she does. Mm-hmm. Uh, she digs her nails into the security guard's head. Yeah. And then is, she's just all better. Mm-hmm. A bunch of light shoots out. You know, like typical rave behavior. That I mean, that's it happens at every rave I go to. Whoa. I've never been to a rave. I have no idea. <laughs> do they still do raves? I know that. I they don't think they do. Oh, did they? Yeah. Okay. Oh, okay. yeah. Dubstep. Yeah. I can see Ugh. being a big thing with raves. Mm. <laughs> um, me. Hey, teenagers even more. They, they they didn't learn from the mistakes of their elders. They did raves again. <laughs> <laughs> I have to say, so like, I, dubstep is one of those things where like, when you play it at the gym, I'm like, fuck, this is great, man. I got to get the CD. This is one. I want to download this when I get home. This is, I am feeling this. And then you get home and you listen to it. And you're like, no. No, this is just nice. No. It reminds me of when I was in college. There was one day um, or one night when I went out to the bar. And, I, you know, at this point I was in my I hate Britney Spears phase. Mm-hmm. Like I, I was in between my Britney love. I was at the bar and I was dancing with uh, my girlfriends and I was uh, drinking. And um, all of a sudden this song came like, oh my God, this song is amazing. It's so good. What is this? Someone's like, oh, it's, it's Britney. I'm like, oh yeah. Did they say it's Britney, bitch? They should have. Oh, 
I was like, I've heard this song a million times and always hated it. Uh-oh. I'm, I'm going to be over here now. Were you thinking my life choices? <laughs> so meanwhile, business is booming at the magic shop. And we don't really get an explanation as to why. Yeah, just word spread. That's, it would be interesting. Like, they announced a sale. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's just the time of year. Oh, I mean, this is all the same day, isn't it? I don't know. I think it's the same day. Maybe two days. I don't know. It's hard to tell. Xander uh, is here now. Mm-hmm. I don't know why he is looking just showing buff. up now. Looking good. Yeah. He looked very good this episode. Mm-hmm. Um, again, just Nicholas Brendan, I feel like is very versatile, but if you put him in like crappy clothes mm-hmm. and tell him to act like a goof, you're like, that's an unattractive goofball. Yeah. If you put him in like nice clothes mm-hmm. and be like, have a little confidence in yourself, you're like, oh, all yeah, right. I'll, I can see that. I can, I can dig on that. Xander teaches Anya about have a nice day. <laughs> and I like how she says it like she's in the mob. <laughs> so have, have a, a nice day. day. <laughs> oh, gee. Chomps on a cigar, pulls out a Tommy gun. <laughs> uh, Willow's gift wrapping Aww. is so funny. Like, it's such a giant mess. And again, I like the like lack of dialogue where mm-hmm. she's just doing that. And in it's the background. And it's terrible. And Anya just takes it for her and does it beautifully mm-hmm. and just. We don't need to talk about it, but I, I like that it's going on while they're talking about other stuff. Mm-hmm. Anya with the demon knowledge. Yeah. They need to do her. this more often. Yeah. It, it would make sense. She's been a demon hanging out with demons for hundreds of years. And like, this is what she, you know, other people bring to the table, you know, witchcraft mm-hmm. or super smart library guy. <laughs> I mean, the, the, My favorite superhero. The best. So this is what Anya brings to the scoops. Mm-hmm. She speaking of library, by the way, they yeah. do mention the high school library. They talk about the stacks. <laughs> We're still here. We're in the burnt out husk, but it's uh, fine. It's fine. Is that Riley? Don't step in the demon meat or the mayor meat. He's a demon at the time. That's the same. Demon meat. Same. Yeah. I'm just specifically. Okay. It could be any demon meat, but it yeah, is it. specifically mayor demon meat. USDA prime. Don't cut. address him by his title. Okay. <laughs> Don't don't disrespect the mayor. This mayor meat. He earned that title. Yep. Uh, so Anya suggests a French trance that mm. will allow you to see a spell. The rotate many foodstuffs. <laughs> she did take French, Buffy. Come on, yeah. you're smart. But some people just don't retain languages that well. I don't. I, I don't. I um I took Spanish for four years in elementary school and four years in high school. And I I can say I like apples mm-hmm. and my head hurts, but that's kind of it. To cabeza, see si, mi cabeza. Donde esta la biblioteca? Uh, a la izquierda. Uh, We're embarrassing ourselves. Um, I I did take French for a semester and. Nothing. I've got yeah. nothing of that. And then at one point, I got really into the idea that I was going to teach myself languages. Like, you don't have to be mm-hmm. in school to learn yeah. a new language. Um, and I just, I don't know, you know, you talk about like some people mm-hmm. just don't retain that. I made a bunch of flashcards. Mm-hmm. And if you, I still have them. If you put the flashcards in front of me, I got it. You take the flashcards away, nothing. So you memorized those flashcards. Right. Well, and then like, I, I downloaded this um, French language thing for my Nintendo DS. Mm-hmm. And again, when I'm playing the games on that program, yeah. got it. Put the DS away, nothing. So is it like you just get it written more? Like 
if you read something in French, is it easier to get it, or is it just? I don't know. If it's not on those two things, you just don't. It's, if it's not on those two things, wow. I don't know what I don't. Yeah, nothing. Definitely written more than, and that I, that was when mm. I was learning Spanish too. Yeah. But like, I'm ugh, no. Write that down, please. Yeah. <laughs> Buffy tries to make Riley feel important by including Aww. him in the spell. Yeah, good, good for her. Uh, he, so he swears he's fine, but like he gets it. I'm like, yeah, he seems reasonable. Seems like it. I like this, Riley. Yeah. I don't... He's not gonna... Sh- he's lying. Yeah. He's just lying here. Yep. R.I.P. Riley's character. I mean, again, this is... See, the writers don't know what to do with him. Because they really this don't. they're not writing this as if he's lying. They're saying, no. like, oh, this is a thing. Riley's mm-hmm. fine. But then they change their minds. Like, figure, figure out what you're doing with him, guys. Yeah. It, it feels like he's very much an afterthought for the time that he's in the season. Oh, so she, she pours the red sand on the carpet. What and gets I'm, that out of shag like, carpeting? Right? That's the first thing I thought. I was like, oh, shit. No, yeah. honey. Can't you just use, like, white sand? Yeah. Or, like, or like, oh, shit. like, move the rug or, like, put a tarp on it or that something? Is, that is there. That is just part of yeah. the design of the rug now. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe part of the, the spell is that the powder disappears. Uh, Don interrupts her, and I do like this to come back. I'm like, what are you doing? My boyfriend. boyfriend. (laughs) (laughs) I like that. Is the editing weird here? How long has she been meditating? I don't know, because I got really drunk because I saw two widespread panic posters. Oh, my gosh. Um, Well, I know when she goes into the trance, it kind of goes into this weird filter that looks like one of those Sega CD, FMV, full motion video things. Like like on early video games when they had... Like video, but it was really crappy looking because right. it was all that they could support before like DVDs were a thing. Um, so they put that filter on. So maybe that's part of it. It just it looks like this is half the day. Like there's some mm. editing thing, and I wish I had written down details. Like if they show the sun setting or something, mm. that I'm like, how long have you been sitting there? Oh, I think it's the shot where Buffy's looking at her watch and her eyes go like whoa. whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> The minute hand is just turning around really fast. And then she puts her hands on either side of her face and goes, what in the world? Oh, no, wait, I did write this down. They show B-roll of the sun setting. So I'm like, okay, so hours. Well, it's just trance. I could see that. Ah, uh, I'd have to pee. Maybe she's like wearing an adult diaper because she knew this was part of it. Uh, the sacrifices Maybe you she's make. she's peeing her pants. Just peeing willy-nilly. Uh, so I'm th- speaking of the the filter that's on this thing. Mm-hmm. I was trying to figure it out. It looks like the contrast is way up. Yeah, it's and it's a little pixely. Saturations yeah. down a little bit. Yeah, it's it's a it's a crappy Instagram filter. I think it's. I mean, I think it's interesting because it's mm-hmm. definitely it's very clear that like she's in a trance, mm-hmm. but it's not like it's just that the things are a little mm-hmm. different, and you feel like maybe this is how Buffy's seeing things because she's yeah. in a trance. Yeah, I'm, I'm not a huge fan. I do like the the flickering picture effects. Those yeah, that's cool. The the back the futuring of of Dawn. Right. So that's she's looking for a trace of a spell. There's mm. nothing going on with her mom, but this is Dawn is flickering in and out. Dawn's room is goes back and forth between Dawn's room and then like storage. Yeah, and it looks like like yeah like storage mostly for for Joyce's uh, gallery gallery, which yeah. I like that detail. Uh, so Buffy thinks that Dawn is what is at fault mm-hmm. for making Joyce sick. Uh, tells her, you were not my sister. Oof, rough. I mean, I feel like that's a thing siblings say to each other. You're I adopted. Guess. Worst insult in the world. Giles calls. They've found info on the orb. 
which is actually a Dagon sphere. I believe it's pronounced Dagon. It's a Dagon sphere. Oh, my God. It provides protection from that which cannot be named. So, Voldemort. Voldemort. <laughs> uh, some primordial evil. And then Dawn just pops up. Mm-hmm. Hey, that's primordial evil. What? Oh, hey, Dawn. Yeah. And now it's time for inexplicably creepy acting from Dawn. Right? Like, this This is cool for this episode that you're like, yeah. oh, wow. Like, I see why Buffy makes the assumption mm-hmm. that Dawn's evil. But then after, you like, going back and rewatching it, you're like, but then why was she acting, acting evil? so creepy? Yeah. It's, it's, and it's not, it's, it's so weird because it's so different from the way she acts in the rest of the series. It's yeah. just such clear, like, we're making her a red herring. Does not hold up to repeat viewing. Buffy leaves the house and Spike's hiding behind the tree. This is one of my favorite scenes of all Buffy time. <laughs> I, I adore this. I think my favorite part is the uh, where he's doing like the in five words and they can't think of the last one. He just goes, bitch. There's <laughs> like a little hand motion. Bitch. Bitch. Well, that's the fifth because he's holding up his fingers yeah. like out for a walk. And then puts his hand down and has to hold up the fifth finger. Bitch. Bitch. Well, I like because it's not even just the fifth finger. He does this weird thing where it's like a hang loose thing where he has his thumb and his pinky out. He's like, bitch. I also just, even like the way he just says like, hi, Buffy. Like, yeah. even, like he's, so clear, nervous. he's so nervous. Yeah. It's such a crush. <laughs> what are you doing here? Five words or less. <laughs> and I never liked you anyway. And you have it's, stupid hair. Not the hair, Spike. And, and then, also, Glass has a spike. Right? I mean, her hair is beautiful. Yeah. And, and yours is a strong choice. <laughs> to put it lightly. <laughs> uh, literally, because it's so... Uh-huh. <laughs> the pile of smoked cigarettes uh, on the other side of the tree. I love that. Yeah, that's a nice... There's a lot of good visual storytelling in this episode. There really is. Yeah, I love that. Joyce comes home early. <laughs> okay, this is where it hits like new heights of Dawn being like, I'm a ghost child for no reason. I've made you tea, mother. It's made out of blood, mother. Like, I expected to start talking like Vincent Price out of nowhere. Drink the tea that I made you, mother. <laughs> I swear there's nothing wrong with it. You like tea. I'm your little pumpkin, aren't I? <laughs> Drink the pumpkin tea. <laughs> it's a chai pumpkin spice latte. Well, now you're just making me thirsty. <laughs> Buffy goes to the factory, finds that metal door that's been punched mm-hmm. through, finds the tied up monk. I like that even that like we see Glory sneaking yeah. up and like all funny. And she's like, Ooh, <laughs> I'm coming. Yeah. Shh, don't tell her. Uh, which why doesn't the monk just be like, hey bitch, yeah. there's there's a god behind you. Um, <laughs> but I like that like I, you really think she's gonna get the drop on Buffy, but mm-hmm. I'm not stupid. Oh. But then turns out the sure about that last part? Oh punchy punch. Yep. Uh the magic shop is closed for the night and the gang is exhausted. Oh. Retail will take it out of you, man. Mm-hmm. Those big, big magic days in Sunnydale. I'm assuming Oof. that's why. Well, it's making me think of Sundays that when I worked at Starbucks. That mm-hmm. like after eight hours on the floor, you were just like, I can't think, I can't move. Sunday mornings are the worst. I need a nap. Oh. Uh, everyone, of course, except for Anya, who is peppy and just full of ideas to increase revenue. Mm-hmm. She just loves money. Giles offers her a job. 
It's a good choice. Yeah, I think no. it's great. It's smart. And it's a good story choice to like, they gave Giles something to do when he's not just doing Scooby stuff. Now right. Anya has something to do when she's not just doing Scooby stuff instead of having just a weird apartment that she has for some reason. Mm-hmm. And it also money. like makes sense that she, she's always been such a literal, um, tactless person. Mm-hmm. It makes sense then that she's, very smart with money mm-hmm. and just the numbers and, yeah. you know, profit and that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And she knows the demon that shits it. <laughs> <laughs> Language, sir. Glory is beating Buffy to a pope. Oof. Uh, Buffy steals the monk and jumps out the mm-hmm. window. I do like that during the fight, uh, Glory asks if Buffy can fly. Um, if for no other reason, then it reminds me of the movie Tremors, which is delightful. I do like the movie Tremors. I think it's supposed to remind you of Peter Pan. Well, no, it's just the line, can you fly, is like when they, they trick the Tremor into like going into the canyon and like blowing himself up. It's like, can you fly? Oh, I haven't seen seen it in a while. It's, it's good. Glory breaks a heel and her ensuing fit brings down a building. I mean, when I break a heel, I, it, I do a throw fit. a hell of a fit. Mm-hmm. Have you ever uh, brought down a whole building after you broke a heel? I mean, close. Okay. I did. They had to. I I lost a heel into a stage, and they had to take it apart to get my heel back. So kind of. <laughs> That's so crazy. Yeah. That's weird. The dying monk tells Buffy to protect the key. <gasps> key. The key's a portal. Hmm. Um. I don't know if we find out here, but it's a portal to a hell dimension, yeah. which is weird. I mean, I think we are. can assume it's not something good. It's not a portal to right. you know the Bahamas. I mean, I'll I'll. Tell me where the key is, and then we'll... Gotta do a blood sacrifice? I'll figure that. That's Yeah, that'd be worth it to go to the Bahamas. Sure. <laughs> and not have to fly there? Are you kidding me? I think me? we're learning some really messed up things about you, Kristen. You're planning for, or who to eat during an apocalypse. <laughs> You're like, I'm trying to murder somebody for a vacation. just practical, Mike. It's all just practical. You gotta are think you, ahead. Are you a next demon? Is this an Anya situation we got going on there? I think we should get back to the podcast. What? Um... <laughs> Uh, so in order to hide the key from Glory, mm-hmm. they turned it into a human, so she can't find it. Previously, it was just like a glow, right? Like glowy. Like just energy. Yeah. yeah. Weird. Um, they made it dawn. Mm-hmm. Now she's human and helpless, and they know that Buffy being a slayer would just have to protect her because that's what mm-hmm. she does. It's like a crying baby. It's it's not like the being an annoying, uh, whiny person is necessarily going to help you protect yourself. But it's going to make it easy for Buffy to find her and protect her. Yeah. Buffy goes home. Dawn is pissed. I mean, wouldn't you be? Your sister was being a major bitch to Mm -hmm. you. But then she immediately stops being creepy. Yeah. Yeah. It's like she heard, like, oh, wait, now they know I'm I'm not uh, a demon. I guess I'll be not creepy again. Yeah. Um, she has a theory that Buffy is an adopted baby howler monkey. This is actually like, I really like Dawn in this scene. This is where mm-hmm. I see a sibling bond. Yeah. Which I think, you know, obviously they're doing that on purpose because mm-hmm. they're reminding you like, oh, Buffy, you know, even though she knows Dawn is the key, she mm-hmm. also like has all these strong memories. But Dawn, I mean, Dawn's funny here. The, you're an adopted baby howler monkey. Explains your smell and your fashion sense. Howler monkeys actually have better fashion sense than you'd think. <laughs> Give him a bin of clothes. I'll make a decent outfit. Uh, I, and I really like that. Join the club. Can I be president? I'm president. <laughs> you can be the janitor. 
and this is, I feel like more what I was looking for in terms of sibling relationships, mm-hmm. but yeah. like you have this easy back and forth that like these things that you've said to each other after fights and when you're getting along mm-hmm. and yeah, it's, it's a uh, contentious, but not, you know, vicious or yeah. Yeah. Like maybe when you're like seven mm-hmm. is when like your relationship with your sibling is like actually contentious and you're into this like i'm gonna put you in the sand and hope that nobody finds you especially if one of you i feel like is older than high school yeah because i feel like high school is when you just start to be like and eh, we're yeah. not let's get over this yeah um so yeah what do you think of no place like home uh it's a pretty solid episode um i'd say it's probably my my only real complaints are complaints that are just common throughout the season that make Don a little too annoying. Mm. Riley is just kind of there doing some weird thing on his own. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do like, I think, I feel like it's a decent introduction to uh, Glory, who would, we don't hear her name, I don't think, in either episode, do we? No. 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 Um, uh, so yeah, I think it's it's a pretty solid one. I think, I mean, I like, I like the idea of a person that's not a person, mm-hmm. but that was create. I, I yeah. like the monks plan here. Yeah. I think that's very clever. I think it's very smart on mm-hmm. their part. It obviously works. Yeah. Um, I like the explanation for why Dawn mm. is here yeah. suddenly without, mm-hmm. I remember it taking longer to find it out, but no, this is just yeah, like the, no. what the fifth episode. Yeah. So I like that, but yeah, as a whole, this episode feels a little disjointed to mm-hmm. me. The weird trance thing mm. is kind of strange, and the fight with Glory is not the big climactic. Like structurally, it's just a little weird. Yeah, yeah. It's they, it's like they're they're doing a lot of table setting in this episode, so like the structure of it as an individual episode is is kind of weak. Yeah, yeah. Um, and yeah, there's a there's a few annoying things, but it's it's pretty good. Okay, I think it's time to take a break and hear from our sponsor. New from the makers of Bachelor Shackles, try the oppressive male shackles. Billy Mays here. Tired of your little woman seeking independence? Do you want to keep your wife, sister, or daughter chained to the stove? Try oppressive male shackles. Never again will you have to track down a female as she seeks independence, an education, or even fresh air. Buy oppressive male shackles. And now oppressive male shock shackles. Our state-of-the-art sensors can detect the smallest hint of defiance and corrects the problem with an electric shock. Buy the three-pack and start your very own chick pit. Door to nowhere sold separately. Oppressive male shock shackles because a woman's place is in the kitchen, whether she likes it or not. It's time to put No Place Like Home back on the shelf and open the books on family. Or as Vin Diesel would pronounce it, family. <laughs> oh, I love that. Thank you. Good job. Oh, God damn those movies. Okay. <laughs> I just can't. I feel like I could talk for an hour about that. That's just, oh my God, stop it. Wait, can we can we take the finale part of this episode, Buffy's speech, and just dub over it with different <laughs> clips of Vin Diesel? Uh, if there's a really like a great uh, audio engineer or something listening to this podcast, please do that. Please guys. do that. That would be wonderful. 
Willow and Tara are being so cute. Oh, Miss Kitty Fantastico. They're so cute. Tara tells Willow a story about a stray Miss Kitty Fantastico being picked up and taken to a pound with ferrets and dolphins and half camels. <laughs> Just the front half. I envy her creativity. <laughs> like, it's one of those things that, like, when, you know, my niece is, like, telling yeah. me a story, they're like, oh, okay, I don't, uh. Once there was a, like, a guy, and he did things. Just, uh, okay. Just, like, going through your head, like, stories, stories, kids appropriate. I got nothing. I got nothing. I got Crying nothing. game? No. Uh, uh, platoon? <laughs> no. I can't do that one. Sun slams? Definitely not. <laughs> Tara wants to put in extra spell study time to keep up with Willow. Aww. So, I, I mean, like that, again, like we were talking about, you know, Anya being helpful to the Scoobies. Mm. And I get that Tara would feel like, well, Willow's got the magic thing. So either I need to keep up with her mm-hmm. or find my own thing. Yeah. Maybe I'll be like the team cook or archery specialist. I don't know. Yeah. I. What would I be? That'd be interesting. Do you need me to organize uh, spreadsheets for you or maybe a, a calendar with everyone's schedules so that we can all schedule Scooby meetings yeah. based on your availability? I'd probably just be like a backup Xander. And then keep organized minutes. Oh, nice. There you go. I was like, Kristen, we don't need minutes with this. Shut up. <laughs> it's the one thing I know how to do. <laughs> Uh, so, hey, this is actually the exact same night that Buffy met Glory. Yeah. So this is kind of a to be continued. Like, Previously on Buffy the Vampire's Lair. I mean, that's a dead-on impression. Dead-on. <laughs> of, of the guy from Super Friends. Yep. We learned that Buffy's dad is in Spain with his secretary. Oh, yeah, that character, I guess, exists that off guy. screen. Which is, a, I mean, that's a fine explanation for yeah. why he's not around. Yeah. It's a good explanation for why we're not. I mean, like, you wouldn't mm-hmm. talk about that necessarily yeah. a lot and why he hasn't just shown up. Mm-hmm. He can't be bothered with Joyce's sickness, except this uh. seems a little... This seems different than the character that we met. Yeah. He seems like more of a huge dick. We got the impression that the divorce was mutual. Like, mm-hmm. they, you know, they fought a yeah. lot. So I wouldn't necessarily say it was amicable. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, Joyce and him talked afterwards, yeah. which a lot of divorced parents don't. No, no. They, they didn't badmouth each other. Mm-hmm. He got Buffy on the Summers. And then, so all of a sudden it's like... So they get a lot of Buffy Summers? That was, that was good. That yeah. was good. So then all of a sudden, you know, Buffy's talking about, oh, when dad bailed on us. Like, I thought that yeah. that was a mutual, and it's, hey, look, we don't get along And anymore. it sounds weird to have the story be like, they got a divorce, and then several years later, he ran off to another country with his secretary. Which is, I mean, midlife, I assume, like, yeah. he's going through a midlife crisis. It's yeah. just weird. It just seems like, a, like oh, this isn't, this yeah. isn't, I even can't even remember her dad's name. Hank. 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 This, I mean, Hank was so nice when we yeah. met him. Like, okay, you guys got a divorce. You couldn't really handle. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of drama about your daughter being a slayer. But, like, he seemed nice. Yeah, I guess they got to make him a little meaner so that later in the season it makes more sense that he's not around more. Yeah. The gang is helping Buffy move out of the dorm that mm-hmm. apparently she lived in. Yeah, apparently she only lives in this off screen for like two weeks. Yep, uh, but she's moving out. <laughs> I like Riley and Xander bickering mm-hmm. that they're kind of like brothers yeah. now. That they're yeah. just, you know, he called me a name. I think it was a name. It might have been Latin. <laughs> and it's and it's kind of sad too, though, with that, that it's like, oh, this is 
these are kind of things you could have done with that character. Yeah, this would have, this is a really cute dynamic that mm-hmm. we have not had because yeah. you're not going to have this type of relationship with Oz no. because he's just not that type of dude mm-hmm. and because yeah, you cheated on his girl. Yeah, it's a little like, weird to be like too buddy buddy. Yeah, and these two like they were kind of contentious, mm-hmm. but now they're friends. So like I, I do like the kind of brotherly bickering and yeah. wrestling that <laughs> that you boys do. I totally wrestle all the time. <laughs> Buffy is being overly aware of and protective of mm-hmm. Dawn. Yep. I like that. It's, I mean, she. it's definitely a twist of mm-hmm. what she was acting like in previous weeks. Yeah. And it's just kind of like being weird. But only we know why. Important to note. Yep. Widespread panic sticker on the bulletin board. Everywhere. They're just really. This season, they just want people to get drunk. Yeah. They they heard that people were, were doing that. And they were like, well, yeah, well. We, we support. We, unlike Mike, support drinking. So As long as you're over 21, drink as much as you want, OD on drugs, it's fine. <laughs> Don't. Don't do that. He's joking. I mean, it's your decision. Tara tries to make a... Is this a geometry joke? Physics? Magic? No, I think it's magic. She talks about it later. Okay. Well, like, it's more, I think, spirituality than magic. Okay. She kind of, she's talking with Anya about it later. Yeah. It sounded like geometry. I guess. Maybe it's a combination. She says insect reflection, Mm -hmm. which I think in my head I heard like intersect reflection. And I was like, Mm -hmm. that sounds like geometry. She's bummed that she's not fitting in. Mm. You can see like her joke didn't land. It's like, oh, I'm awkward. I I feel so much um, camaraderie with Tara in this Mm -hmm. moment where I'm like, oh, this is me every time I tell a joke. (laughs) Like, oh, yeah, that's right. That thing when like you think it's funny and everyone else is like, what? And then you try to explain it and like, "Uh, oh. You just made it worse. This is my life right here. This scene. This is just, this is me. Well, you know what? It's okay because you can take a drink because there's yet another. There's a poster. Jesus. (laughs) They're, They're freaking everywhere. Uh, and I do like the like, oh, you would get that if you studied blah, 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 yeah. and you're a complete dork. Well, then how come Xander didn't get it? Oh, I don't know the other stuff. Oh, that was cl- funny. Yeah. Like, yeah. again, Riley could deliver those lines mm-hmm. or rather Mark Lucas can like, he's got some good timing. I like mm-hmm. it. The Teglarian stuff. I don't know that Teglarian stuff. And I like that even Xander's like, oh, <laughs> that's right. Willow is throwing Tara a surprise party at the bronze, Aww. which everyone clearly forgot about. He jerks. It's fine. They got a lot going on, I guess. They really don't right now, they though. They don't. They, I mean... Like, Buffy and Riley have what feel like very minor issues right now. They'll become bigger. Xander seems fine in his job. He's doing pretty well with Anya. Also, I'm, I'm, I mean... Uh, 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 Mike. Noises. Yes. So, I mean, most people, I would think, in mm-hmm. their early 20s... I know a lot of people in their early 20s went to college, had at least one part-time job, Mm -hmm. plus extracurriculars. Say you're in school, Mm -hmm. you have um, a job, uh, if you were me, at Starbucks, Mm -hmm. and you do theater at night. So you've you've got lots of time, Mm -hmm. plus social life. They only have like maybe two of those things. Yeah, and like you you can, I guess, make an argument that the, the slaying Scooby stuff does take a little bit longer a lot of the time, but still. Yeah. Like, look at Willow. Like, okay, so she's got she's got school and kind of, like, Scooby stuff. But mm-hmm. I'm like, but do you have a job? Do you have a job? Yeah. And, like, the magic kind of bleeds into the Scooby stuff, and that also kind of bleeds into your girlfriend. Like, it seems like you're doing a lot of multitasking. Yeah. You can, yeah. So you should 
should have time to remember. Yeah. I mean, Tara, Willow does uh, remember the surprise, yeah. but she's a Xander. But, just, just a job. Yeah. No school. Mm-hmm. Uh, so at the hospital, it seems like more people are going crazy all of a sudden. Bum, bum, bum. Which Ben does a very good job yeah. of pretending like he doesn't know what's going on. Spoilers, he knows what's going on. Oh, yeah. In the locker room, there's a snaky demon with a skin condition that's coming what? after him. That's a lot of Brad Dourif in this scene, the demon. Who is that? Uh, he's the voice of Chucky. Okay. Also Academy Award winner, uh, Best Supporting Actor in One Flew of the Cuckoo's Nest. Oh, okay. Yeah. Just reminds me a lot of Brad Dourif in this scene. Okay. But like Brad Dourif who's Because he has a forked tongue. Yeah, just like Brad that. Dourif. <laughs> uh, but, so, but Glory grabs Snake Dude. Oh, Before we assume that he tries to attack them. Yep. Anya, meanwhile, is just thrilled mm-hmm. with her new job. Look at all the money. Yep. And I and I like that really it's not just money, but she's con- a contributing member to society. She yeah. has a purpose. Mm-hmm. I like that. That's sweet. Yeah. It's not like she was a demon that was just like going around like eating people. She did a job that she thought was valid yep. and in a way like good. Yes. Even though Obviously, we're like, oh, murder, uh, revenge, probably not the best job choice. Right. But she, but, yeah. she served a purpose and mm-hmm. felt like she contributed to something. Yeah. I like, and also, and like, Xander comes in and they're so cute. And yeah. Goes, Give me sugar. I've come for sugar. And, oh, it's so cute. It is a cute kiss. Xander and Buffy agree that Tara's nice and all, mm-hmm. but they just don't really get her or know much about her. You know, maybe, maybe. If you tried talking to her, oh, burn! That yeah, yeah, yeah. Learn something mm-hmm. about her. Yeah, just saying. They're too busy uh, doing uh, things. I mean, like this is. I feel like anytime there's someone has a new significant other, and then mm-hmm. they, if you have like a group of friends, it's sometimes hard for that significant other to like really feel like they mm-hmm. fit in with these people that have known each other for years yeah. and years. So this, yeah. But I feel like Buffy and Xander could make more of an effort. Yeah, for sure. I give Giles a pass because he's an entirely different generation. Mm-hmm. He's going to get this hippy-dippy stuff. Sure. This is new age. Giles also needs Enya. friends. Yeah. He doesn't have any friends his own age. He doesn't. It, we need... They should be like a an episode where they just like come into the magic shop one night like oh Giles we need your help and he's just like playing poker with some yeah some that guys, so, so he's some, like some expats maybe I know other people yeah yeah that'd be great and like one of them's a demon in a really nice suit I like that yeah yeah right that scene yeah let's insert it into the show fanfic do it speaking of inserted into the show do you notice the creepy guy in the background no like Tara's brother is in the shop for this whole scene oh he is yeah. okay yeah uh, meanwhile, or rather cut to or whatever, I don't know, yeah. Buffy and Spike are fighting. Yeah. And you know it can't be real because there's like a thousand candles in the background. Oh, I didn't notice that. Yeah. Yeah, the dialogue is what tipped me off here. They're like, you want me, Slayer? Come and get me. <laughs> oh, I'm coming. I'm coming, right? I mean, euphemisms. It sure came. It's it's really, he was, he, he was having... Naked fun time with Harmony mm-hmm. um, and thinking about Buffy the whole time. And like in, nice. a, in a very appropriately kind of messed up Spike way. Not even thinking about having sex with Buffy, thinking about fighting Buffy. Yeah, it's the same in his head. Yeah. It's it's the same. To the point that like the fact that he and Harmony are cuddled up in, if my memory serves, a pink blanket. Well, it's not the red sheet, so you know it's going to stay. And, 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 and. 
and <laughs> did you just break? And 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 and, uh, and missionary makes yeah. me feel like this. That's that's the like when you cut to that is when you're like, well, that's not Spike at all. No. <laughs> that's not that doesn't seem accurate. No. It's like he's just like getting the job done. <laughs> um, um, that was her choice. Those were all her choices. That's a, this is her fantasy actually. <laughs> In his fantasy, he's fighting. In her fantasy, there's pink blankets, a missionary. Yeah, and, and he's kind of far away. <laughs> So back in the magic shop, the Scoobies can't think of what to get Tara for her birthday. Mm-hmm. You're in a magic shop and can't think of what Tara would like. I believe you're both profoundly stupid. <laughs> so the the mouth breather yeah. wanders into the shot. This really, it, to the point that it really seems like it is some, like someone. Like an extra that yes, just kind of got. just wandered in. <laughs> just so awkward. Are all these magic books? We don't like magic taps around here. Ugh. So Cletus here is Tara's brother. Yeah. He he just makes fun of the idea of her having friends, and I hate him. Yeah. He's, he's awful. He's not a great guy. He's immediately like, wow, mm-hmm. you suck. Yeah. Dad walks in yeah. with uh, Cousin Beth, played by Amy Adams. Amy Adams? Yeah. Which is interesting because she's sort of a non-character until later. Yeah. Like, up until later, you're like... Why is she even here? Why yeah. have a third person? Then you're like, mm-hmm. oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. It is, yeah. It does seem a little weird that it's like, I guess they just needed a lady. Yeah. Yeah. When they first come in. Cousin Beth. I do like Amy Adams a lot, mm-hmm. just in yeah. in general as an actress. I enjoy her. Uh, Tara doesn't introduce Willow, which is, you, you can see Willow yeah. being like, ah, but I'm right here. I feel a little yeah. like. It's clearly purposeful on mm-hmm. Tara's part. I will say that I do this a lot, yeah. but not on purpose. I just forget to introduce <laughs> people. Yeah, I'm not the best with that either. And, and sometimes I'll be like, all this ira- I have a very rational fear because I'm not the best with names that even people I know very well, like if, if say we were both at a party, I'd, I'd be like, uh, is it, is it Kristen or Crystal? Uh. Yeah. And I'm like, I know, I know people's names that I know very well, but I'm just afraid I'm going to say the wrong name. Well, there's also etiquette in yeah. that you're supposed to address the person that is like more important first. Yeah. So that like, if I don't know, you, you're with like the head of your company and you're mm-hmm. introducing that person to this new higher entry level employee, you should say boss man. Please meet so and so. So and so, please meet Bossman. So the more important yeah. person comes first. But that's a lot of pressure on yeah. the fly to just say like, oh my god, uh, which one do I pick? Uh, yeah. it, I mean, but this. Uh, I well, don't... It's especially bad when you just call him Bossman and so and so. Right. I mean, that's. Hey, b- uh, Bossman. This is so and so. So and so, Bossman. <laughs> Doesn't make me sound like a dick at all. <laughs> so th- they make plans for dinner that night. Yeah, it's fine. I do like in the scene that. Uh, Tara's stutter comes back in. Yes. Yep. Good detail. And it's not overly done. Mm-hmm. Uh, so is Rodney just living with Buffy now? Yeah. That was my first thought. Like, they kind of explained that, oh, he was just helping drop off the stuff. But, yeah, where where is he living? Because he seems be, to be there all the time. It would be very strange yeah. in college for a boyfriend to be in my parents' house when I was not. Yeah, it's, to have a live-in boyfriend at age, like, 1920. While you're living with your mom. Yeah. Like, that just, that was in your parents' house. Like... That's so weird. Yeah. It's very strange. Um, And for you to unpack someone else's stuff is also weird. Like, to unload yeah. the car into someone's room, okay. Mm-hmm. But, like, if I was like, now fold my sweaters and put them in the third drawer, they'd be like, what? Yeah. 
some weird boundary issues here. Buffy won't let Dawn just walk across the street by herself, and she does not want the initiative's help with Glory, which pisses mm-hmm. Riley off. But wasn't he the one who didn't want their help last week? <sighs> like, it's, figure out what you're doing with this dude. It's 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 really like they they keep forgetting that Riley's a character and have to write him in, in the last minute or something. Or that he forgot, like, you know, that last week he was just like, mm-hmm. the initiative would have all this research. No, they wouldn't. No. What do you, why don't you want to talk to the initiative? You don't either. What the shit is this? Yeah. yeah. And I'm tempted to say, because this one was written and directed by Joss, that this is more the characterization he should have had. Okay. But, yeah, it should still be consistent, no matter what. Yeah. Tara's dad disproves of magic, wants to take Tara we don't home. like magic types around here. Nope. I mean, I, I I would understand, like, parents being like, eh. I mean, as long as you're not, like, sacrificing goats. Sure. Um, but he straight up says that she has evil in her. Ooh. Um, and, and that her friends, if they find out about it, they won't accept her. Mm-hmm. So they've, they've come to collect her. They've come to take her home because they can control her evilness. Mm-hmm. Uh, Glory has the... Just the best hair. <laughs> she does. She does. Uh, she's tied up the snaky fork tongue Braddorf. thing. Uh, it's the Leak demon, mm-hmm. formally but informally. Braddorf. Yes, and she has. She tells him, "Kill the girl for me." Mm-hmm. Which? Why does he do what she says? Maybe it's just like uh, he recognizes the bigger power, the dominant. Or? Yeah, I, I'm. You're the boss now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Tara and Willow have a spat. Mm. Uh, Willow wants Tara to help her do the demon locating spell. Yeah. Um, but Tara says, you know, maybe later. I, uh, you know, my family's in town. I don't have time. Not everything's about your friends and stuff. Mm-hmm. Well, she's got to do that cinnamon roll scent spell. What? That's what the the animation on the spell that she oh, casts makes looks like a right. cinnamon roll. Well, no, it just reminds me of like in commercials when they like animate the scent of something. It's like, <sighs> ooh, cinnamon rolls. As the Scoobies meet up, Tara secretly casts a spell. Mm-hmm. Well, now she really does look evil. Now you're like, oh, I mean, remember her dad was right that she is. Maybe she's she's the secret demon. So apparently now Riley has a drinking problem. Randomly. This is in here. Yeah. Well, I I don't know if it's a drinking problem as much as he's just like aimless or he's just hanging out at a bar. Sure. Specifically a demon bar. He's at Willie's. Sans the Willie. Oh, that's sad. I want to see. Uh, And he says he's there night after night. This Dane walks in, see? Oh, everyone's favorite Buffy character, Sandy. <laughs> Everyone remembers and loves Sandy, right? She's a great character. What's so crazy is that if, even if we weren't on season five, and we weren't yeah. talking about Buffy and something else, and you mentioned Sandy, I would remember this character's name. Yeah. And I'm terrible with names. There's something mm-hmm. about... Well, it just seems very like... That is not what I picture when I picture a Sandy. Yeah. I think that's part of it. It's like, why are you... Sandy does not also seem just right kind of weird that we even learn her name. That it's one yeah. of those things like it's you say it a bunch of times, yeah, and we usually like only learn your name if it's important, yeah, or like you're a specific demon, yeah, not just some vampire chick. He buys her a drink, it hasn't even been 10 seconds, and she's trying to lure him someplace private. She immediately sounds like a hooker, yeah, no, it's like I wouldn't even suspect vampire would be like, oh, hooker, he just screams, hooker. Uh, but she is actually a vampire mm-hmm. and wants and wants to bite him. The look <laughs> on her so face when she's when, found out. Yeah, yeah. She's, she's pissed. How dare you thwart me in my attempt to kill you? Yeah. It's so inconsiderate. Harmony comes home because there was a big sale at April <laughs> Fools, but in fact, she just killed the store clerk. Yeah. But she, Bargain's a bargain. 
And I just love how angry Spike is, but he just like doesn't even say anything. Just... I like that it's the same store that Cordelia worked at mm-hmm. in season three, April Fool's. It's continuity. Oh, speaking of continuity, technically, I'm not sure if it's supposed to be the same character, but the same actress plays Sandy that was bitten by Evil Willow and uh Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah no, yeah. she looked familiar. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna say that's content that it yeah. it is. Yeah. Nice. Um so uh, there's that. That's, that's cool. That, that adds to her character that she was in another episode where she got bit. That's cool. I like that. Yeah. Uh Harmony tells Spike that the Layok demon is on a mission to kill the slayer. Spike wants to go watch. Mm-hmm. Tara runs into cousin Beth on campus. Yeah. Who's offering being nice and saying, oh, look at if we pack, mm-hmm. yeah. have a little girl time, cool. her cousins. But Tara tells her that she's not going back with them. And and Amy Adams turns. Oof. She turns. She calls her a selfish bitch. She's the real monster in this episode. She is, actually. And I think so here's why I think it's important she's here. Mm-hmm. Because it's not just men trying to keep mm-hmm. women in the yeah. home bad there are women that agree mm-hmm. i mean it's yeah. it's just it's assholes yeah. it's not just men bad evil it's yeah. no there are plenty of women that are women that are you know how dare you not take care of your men mm-hmm. you're the jerk here yeah. it's it's definitely uh true that there are women who 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 support and aid misogynists oh yeah yeah so, i mean you can be a woman and be a misogynist mm-hmm. it's not mutually exclusive yeah Cousin Beth is telling Tara that, you know, she, you know, that these Donnie and her dad have had to make do for themselves without you. Like, okay, well, mm-hmm. they are grown ass men. Yeah, they should be able to, like, survive. You know what's not hard? Casseroles. They're fine. Your friends are going to find out what you do, you know, unless you do some sort of spell on them. <gasps> oh, you did do a spell. She says it's harmless. She did a spell so they won't see the demon part of me. Mm-hmm. So this is the fruition of all yeah. the foreshadowing we've had since season mm-hmm. four. Tara not, you know, acting shady when you talk about evil demons and mm-hmm. finding demons. Because Tara believes that she is part evil demon. Mm-hmm. That it manifests. On her mother's side. On her mother's side. That it manifests when you're 17, 18, yeah. whatever she's turning. Yeah. 20? 21? I don't know. And that the the men are, are trying to take her home to control the demon mm-hmm. side before yeah. it gets out of control. Is it all of the women in her family? Yeah, I think okay. so. Okay. So does Cousin Beth have this? It might be a thing where, like, she's the cousin, but on the, from, like, the... On the paternal uh, side. Yeah, on the paternal side, so she wouldn't have it necessarily. Okay. That's my thought. Okay. Maybe. Or maybe she does and, like, she's, she's doing whatever it is that they do to control the demon part. Yeah. Like, so well, she you know. she's okay. And I think that's a lot of female misogyny of, mm-hmm. I have to do this, so you did. Yeah. Or, I, you know, I did do this, I yeah. made this choice, so you have to do it, too. Yeah. It's one of those things that reminds me of, in a way that kind of, like, anyone can relate to, even if you haven't been in that particular situation, um, if you've hopefully been in a more tolerant community. Mm. Uh, but there are things, like, in, in school where it's, like, the seniors will pick on the freshmen because right. when they were freshmen, they were picked on by the seniors. Right. So it's a cycle of yeah. abuse. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Cousin Beth tells Tara that if you don't tell your mm-hmm. friends what, you're, what you are, then your dad's going to. I guess that's why Tara goes to the magic box to mm-hmm. decide, like, I better tell them. Yeah. You should realize that it's never a good idea to cast generic spells solo on all your friends. It never turns out well in the Buffy universe. Yeah, don't use spells to lie about reality. Mm-hmm. It's, it's not... It always comes back to bite you in the ass. Yeah. 
be careful what you wish for. Mm-hmm. Cut to the magic box where the Scoobies can't see the Layok demon. <gasps> I feel like the demon should act a little confused here. They they seem like they know what's up. Yeah, they seem like, oh, sweet, they can't see us now. They don't even acknowledge it. They're just like, yep, they can't yeah. see us. They were like, no, they should like stop and be looking at each other like, why aren't uh, they screaming? Gary, do you know what's going on here? Did, shouldn't. Are we not scary anymore? Dude, are we not scary anymore? You tell me if we weren't scary anymore, right? I guess we do kind of just look like a bunch of Gene Simmonses. Shit, man. I just, maybe, I've been, I, I just, I haven't been working on, on the scars and pus yeah, on my like face. The, the I, sores, I, are they not open enough? There, no, there, there's not enough pus, dude. Yeah. We, we, we've been taking too good care. We need yeah. some pus, like an infection. Is there a way we could get maggots up in there? Oh, maggots would be good. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's definitely scarier. I'm thinking, might be a bit derivative, but like, Freddy Krueger type claw hand? Is that too? It's it's too much. It's it's. Uh, I feel too like much? that's. It's been done. Okay. It's been done. We got the fork tongues. We got yeah. we got the slashy skin. Weapons, maybe mm-hmm. we don't have weapons. We just kind of have generic cloaks. Maybe we need something like scary. What if we dress as clowns? But that's been done, dude. Yeah, but everyone loves a scary clown. I mean, they don't. They that's don't. The that's yeah. That's the point. Maybe it's our bloody noses remind people too much of Rudolph. They definitely, we definitely have Rudolph noses. Yeah. That's the problem. That's yeah. it. No one's scared of Rudolph. Yeah, he's he's the least scary of all the reindeer. Okay, well I gotta get rid of this head cold so my nose my nose mm-hmm. is no longer rosy. That's how you can tell if a layak demon is sick. Their nose is rosy, wet or rosy not. nose. So they casually walk right past the Scoobs. Mm-hmm. Buffy can't see them, but she can sense them, which I like. Yeah. Coming back to like things we've seen in previous episodes. All of her training yeah. over like, you know, mm-hmm. trust your senses. The Scoobies are attacked by invisible demons. I like that they're kind of not like, what's going on? But they're me like, must be invisible demons. Yep. Live on a hell mouth. Yeah, this, <laughs> this is normal shit for us. Not Xander. Why are you on the ground holding your neck? But like, got it. There's an invisible demon on you. Grabbing that chair. <laughs> Spike walks in to see Buffy fighting for her life, yeah. but is overwhelmed by his instinct to protect her. Aww. He's in love. I like that she can't see him either. Oh, yeah, that's right. Because he's, he's yeah. part demon. Tara shows up and realizes that she's made a huge mistake. Yeah. I need I need an arrested development yeah. type. I've made a huge mistake. <laughs> yes. She breaks her own spell. Mm-hmm. The assumption that the Scoobies were going to reject you because you were demon is mm-hmm. is pretty dumb yeah because anya's an ex-demon and willow's last significant other was a werewolf yeah but i mean i given where she grows up and i think this is a good time to kind of bring in that i think especially in this episode it's very easy to make the parallel between orientation yeah and magic oh this is definitely a metaphor for being gay yeah and i think that's definitely like an issue where even if you're in a very Tolerant setting. Like, I remember, especially in college and theater department, a lot of people it took a surprisingly long time for them to come out. Yeah. Where it's like, you're in a theater department, in a college, in a major city. So I think, I think it, it's, it's, it's sad, but it, it's true that it, that does happen where it's, it's hard to see how accepted you are. Sometimes. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. Especially when it's so ingrained. Dad says that the women in our family have demon in them. That's where Tara's mm. magic comes from. They want to take her home so they can control her uh, in more ways than one. Yep. I like that. Just Willow just says straight up. Do you want to leave? Yeah. No. And I, I love. I, I also love the part where, uh, and it's right at that where the dad says it's it's her decision. It, Willow, I know, and just yeah, yeah, yeah. That's really nice. 
you know, given the misogynistic nature of this episode, not that the, the episode yeah. is, but dealing with the issue mm-hmm. of misogyny and women's choice mm-hmm. and, you know, the idea of like, you belong in the home, you do this, yeah. and just like, what do you want? Yeah. And I think that the importance of that mm-hmm. is lost a lot of times, just in general, in life, I feel like a lot of people mm-hmm. want to tell you what to do, especially, you know, when you're in your 20s and just finding mm-hmm. adulthood and just like asking someone like, hey, what do you want? Yeah. She, dad says she belongs with her family. Buffy, I mean, they've been silent through this, yeah. that like, you know, they don't really know Tara that well. Mm-hmm. Buffy says, you want her? Go ahead and take her. You just have to go through me. Oh, Tara's one of those Scoobies. And Dawn pipes up and says, and me. I love that she's second. Again, this is yeah. like a really great example in this episode of uh, Joss being like, no, we want to make this character likable. So mm-hmm. she's going to be the second one to pipe in, even though she's by far the least threatening. Well, and I like that it's not, it's, you know, we've talked about before about like, you don't have to have superpowers to be a hero. Mm-hmm. And, it, yeah. you know, especially because this is obviously a metaphor for coming out of the closet, the mm-hmm. idea that you can be an ally. Yeah even if you don't have super strength. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I like that they don't know that, bu- that Buffy's the slayer. So they just think this is a girl standing yeah. up to them. Oh, and they, they say like, oh, two little girls. Well, you don't want to mess with us. She's a hair puller. Yeah. And again, the camaraderie uh, between sisters. Yeah. It's cute here. I like it. Giles says, you're dealing with all of us. Mm-hmm. Set me. Set Spike. <laughs> I don't care what happens. <laughs> that, is, that is a nice detail. I like this line, but I, it's a little clunky. Where he says, we are her blood kin. Yeah, it is. It is a little bit like what is this? This where was, it was Tara like raised on a, like a weird cult? No one says blood kin. Yeah, but we're family. <laughs> Tara's face, her oh, face when they so say that. I love yeah, it. It's really sweet. And again, this is something that I feel like is great. In your twenty, you know, in high school, you a lot of times are friends with people. You, your friends. <laughs> Options are kind of slim pickings, yeah. right? You're coming from a small, you know, a smaller mm-hmm. setting. You have this set people in your grade, and mm-hmm. you've got to choose somebody yeah. from this. Yeah. It's like group proximity is as much a factor as actual affection or right mutual uh, things in common. And then you get to college, and you're you've got a larger pool mm-hmm. and then you're usually choosing majors that you know rather than just generic all the classes you're choosing a major that you want so you're already meeting people that are mm-hmm. more likely to have the same interests as you yeah. you have more choices so you're forming more usually strong bonds mm-hmm. that's i mean not necessarily the case plenty of people are besties with their you know childhood friends i feel like that's definitely when you start to get the idea of mm-hmm. your family is not necessarily the people who you share dna with yeah yeah, and it, it it can be, but it can also be like, oh, that uh, was not what uh, I want to have as a family. They don't support me. We just don't see eye to eye on anything or mm-hmm. whatever the issues are. But yeah, you can, you can make a family that that is supportive and uh, one that not just that you like, but kind of can create a family that you need if your birth family isn't. Right. And then Anya pipes up and asks what type of demon – Mm-hmm. Again, in. using the demon knowledge. Sure, but like you know, we we're not demonist, so it, yeah. it, some demons are useful in our society. Mm-hmm. What type of demon is yeah. she? And they don't know. Yeah. I do like Anya's smile at Xander. She's like, some demons have shown to be useful members of society. And just so proudly looks at Xander. Yeah. Uh, but Spike gets it immediately. Yeah. He's like, oh, I see what's going on yeah. here. 
punches Tara in the face, which I feel like he didn't have to do that. He yeah, could, he could have pinched her. Or even, even like, not a punch, but like a, you could just slap, slap her. Yeah. That's fine. But he gets, he gets the big headache mm-hmm. from it. If she had demon in her, yeah. it would not have hurt him. Yeah. So clearly she's all human. And clearly this was just a device that at some point the men in this family created mm-hmm. to keep the little women at home. Exactly. Also, it brings up the, again, the question of how the fuck does Spike's ship work? It can actually detect demonness. Just. Oh, yeah. No, like the actual science behind it. I don't. Makes yeah. no, no sense. No. It, it, like if it had some magic in it, you know, that would make sense. I mean, to be fair. Like, in terms of, like, the science of how his chip works, um, we're talking about a show that has magic and demons. But the initiative doesn't. That's I the know. part that bugs me. I know. I really hope... This is at the point that I want... I I wish that there is some sign that Cousin Beth is reevaluating her loyalties. Mm. I think maybe not. I think a lot of times people no. are so brainwashed. Or or the opposite, that they, they make a point of her not doing that of her just like sure. you know retaining these thoughts and beliefs despite evidence to the contrary of just like holding like you know digging your heels in and holding on to this mm-hmm. completely you know baseless belief yeah I, I really like this inclusion of like it wasn't just hey these are evil asshole men mm-hmm. but like equal opportunity yeah. women can also be assholes mm-hmm. that's that we've, that's what we've been striving for what's the lesson in this episode even women can be assholes <laughs> I like the like, are you happy now? And yes. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Uh, we go to Tara's party at the mm-hmm. bronze Aww. where everyone loves her and is celebrating their love mm-hmm. for her. Um, and it's appropriate because they're drinking and there's a widespread panic poster. They're playing the they're game. They're playing too. the game. <laughs> As you take a drink of my pure whiskey. No, no, no. Mm, mm, whiskey. That is a uh, large glass of whiskey. Oh, yeah. It's like eight fingers. Uh, Giles gives her the crystal ball. <laughs> it's really cute. Uh-huh. And then Dawn shows up with the broom, which is really cute. <laughs> yeah. And I love that she's so proud of it and everyone's like, oh, okay. Mm, we just don't really ride brooms. Yeah, this is kind of offensive. <laughs> hey, you know who would have been helpful earlier with the when the Layak demons attacked? Mm-hmm. Who would have been helpful fighting them? Oh, hi, Riley. Well, he was too busy going to the store and getting his moody Riley outfit. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> well, he basically looks like he's just wearing a gender-swapped Buffy outfit. Where it's like, yep. I'm wearing a black turtleneck, red leather, like almost magenta jacket. Yep. Yeah. Oh, it really is. That is. Yeah. When he unpacked her boxes, he raided her closet. <laughs> he, he, had to, he had to go out and, uh, again, uh, he had to do some mending to make sure it fit. Mending, yeah, no, it's what he does. <laughs> Oh, I'm going to be looking at this for the rest of the season. <laughs> that's why that's why they really broke up. Is yeah. that she was just mad that he, he stole her clothes. clothes. And ruined them. She can't hey, wear them again. Out, yeah. <laughs> uh, Don, only losers drink alcohol. Womp womp. Although that is kind of a continuity error. Could be considered. Because most of the cast is technically canonically not 21 at this yeah, point i think they're like 20 yeah so they shouldn't really be drinking you say you didn't drink till you turned 21 not really unless i was in canada oh all right sometime i'll show you my terrible fake id i still have oh. it it's awful it's it's just crayon it's well it's Illinois. what's crazy about it is it's a picture of me like someone yeah. took a picture of me in front of a blue thing mm-hmm. and made a fake id with it 
but it's such a bad picture of me. It doesn't look like me. <laughs> so it's like defeats the purpose. You had one job, fake ID. <laughs> it defeats the purpose of having a fake ID when it looks nothing like me, yeah. even though it is me. <laughs> it's such a bad picture, Mike. Tara tells Willow, I was afraid if you saw the kind of people I came from, you wouldn't want to be anywhere near me. And Willow says, now see, that's where you're a dummy. And then they float dance. Which nobody seems to really notice or care. (laughs) It's sunny, Dale. Yeah. It happens every They're not attacking anyone. Let them be. And they're probably just too bummed out because they're like, WB censors won't let them kiss. Just let them float. (laughs) Right? Yeah. Yeah. That's, I mean, metaphors. So what's the lesson in family? Family. <laughs> you can't choose where you come from, but you can choose the people you want to spend your life with. Oh, so sweet. And also prejudice bad. Logic good. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> Logic. What do you think about this one? Uh, I really, I, I enjoy it. Again, the only issue I have is like with the Riley stuff in this episode. Sure. Dawn stuff is better. Yep. Um, I think it's really sweet. I mean, I guess I could see it coming off a little heavy-handed in spots, but I don't mind that too much because the ending is really sweet and yeah. I feel like it, they earn it. And there's some fun stuff with, like, fighting invisible demons. Yeah. How can you go wrong? I love this one. I do. It hits me in the feels. Um, yeah, I wish they had cut out all the Riley stuff and just put in more cute stuff and yeah. maybe some good Spike jokes. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I, I love it. And again, I think this is a good timed lesson if, you know, we're – talking about characters in their 20s yeah. the idea of of choosing your family mm-hmm. and I, family. family i can't do that family. <laughs> well it kind of makes sense you're, you're better. not a, a man with a cold it's better than my donald duck impression <laughs> oh god <laughs> i'm getting flashbacks now uh, i just i love this i love it especially like this is also a good time in terms of how long we've known Tara, yeah. that it does up until this point feel like we don't, the same as Buffy and Xander, mm-hmm. that like, I like her just fine, but I yeah. don't feel like I super know her. Mm-hmm. And this episode is where you start to feel like, oh, this is a Scooby. Like mm-hmm. we we really yeah. know who she is at this point. Mm. So are you ready to go international? Buffy Tapaja, Vampirite. Ernie Dragon, Das Rhine Fleisch Canoe. Did my international title roundup dance? So it's decent titles this year. This year. <laughs> <laughs> Overall, we haven't finished with this season, but let's just talk about the international titles as a whole. <laughs> this this year in international titles. Uh, well, it had to be a good year in something. <laughs> family, uh, the other titles are kind of generic y. French, Blood Ties. Isn't that a name of a different Buffy episode? Might have been in like German or something. No, but I think like that's that's an English title, an American title, and a different one. Maybe. I'm 99% certain that is a Buffy title. Now we got to find out what that one is. Okay. Um, and then German, Family Ties. <laughs> it's a title of a different thing. Another uh, Michael Gross connection. Uh, it's all coming together. Um, but then, uh, for No Place Like Home, because I guess a lot of people don't, uh, watch Wizard of Oz in other countries. Uh, in German, it's Reality and Illusion. Okay. Okay. Fine. But I like the French title, Enemy Sisters. Nice. Enemy Sisters. Weird. Yep. <laughs> I like it. Yeah. That's fun. Now it's time to celebrate Buffy's badassery with this week's Slay of the Week. 
I liked it when she slayed the patriarchy. <sighs> I didn't because I love the patriarchy. Rawr, rawr, rawr. It's the, my overall the, review of the whole the whole series. Buffy is a we're show. We're getting very global this week. We slayed the patriarchy. Yeah. I went more literal with the time that she killed the demon. Um, <laughs> and it's the uh, the layout that she snapped the neck on the curb stairs. Curb stomped? Yeah. That yeah. was pretty awesome. That was my runner-up, the curb stomping. But number one is the, the patriarchy. patriarchy. I guess I can't really argue with that. I'm not pro-patriarchy. <laughs> no. <laughs> Thank you for tuning in to the Sunnydale Stacks. Please like us on Facebook. Look for us on Twitter and Instagram at Sunnydale Stacks to ask us questions or share your own opinions and memories about Buffy the Vampire Slayer. The Sunnydale Stacks is a part of the 27th Letter Productions Network. Look for our sister podcast, Hey Do You Remember? And join us next time when we dust off Fool for Love and Shadow when we get lost in the Sunnydale Stacks.